Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Mark C. Um, sitting in a few minutes for my big brother, L.Y. This is In Conversations with L.Y. 10-2-23. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today. Uh, the Ravens won, you know, so I'm glad of that. Uh, they didn't get a game away like they did last week. And uh, dare I say, Oreos and World Series in the same breath. <laughs> uh, that that that's a that's a good question. But um, yeah, um, today, um, I am so so looking forward uh, to my big brother and our guest today. So you know that that will be a shortly. I hope everybody had a a great weekend. A uh, lot going on. And um, I wonder, you know, guys, I always talk about, because nobody talks about this, and y'all know I love black excellence, and I love to to brag on my, my black folks, especially the ones here in Baltimore. So with that being said, or we, we can claim, we're going to claim uh, Columbia right now, too, because uh, I, I always talk about uh, Brother Calvin Ball, and um, he's a pretty, you know, to me, a young Democrat. And uh, he's the county executive in uh, Columbia. Columbia is uh, the safest city for the fifth year. You can Google it in a row. Calvin Ball, young black Democratic leader. Now, I heard on the radio, I mean, on the TV, that not only is it the safest city, but it says it's the best city for women. So the question is, I wonder if you guys know why Columbia, Maryland is the best city for women also. So that's, that's a good question uh, for this morning, you know, and, and, and we know it's a lot of good, you know, a lot of stuff happening um, in our city. But what I want you guys to do and what I always say, I want you guys to use the resources that we have. Um, I want over uh, New Shallow, right across the street is the Center for Urban Families. New Shallow's twenty one. Good morning, good morning, good morning, brother. Hey, good morning. How you doing, did, did, did I just hear you say that uh-huh. Columbia is the best city for women? Yeah. That's what the news, I didn't say it, oh, the news said it. I see. Well, yeah. I put it to you. I, and I, listen, I have no problem with your high praise for uh, account exec out there, bald, none, none whatsoever. But when it comes to cities, uh, let me see now. We had uh, <laughs> Stephen Rollins-Blake. We had mm-hmm. uh, Sheila Dixon. And mm-hmm. we had the one and only Kathy mm-hmm. Pugh. Mayor Kathy Pugh, and she's on board with us this morning. I think Baltimore's done pretty good, and uh, let's bring her up right now. Kathy Pugh, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, But let's remind the brother, uh, Calvin Ball is the county executive for Howard County, which includes Columbia, the entire um, Howard County area. There you go. There you go. Kathy Pugh. And he is doing a good job. (laughs) <laughs> yes, he is doing a great job. <laughs> well, y'all ain't even asked me why. They said because of shopping. Because of who? 
shopping. shopping. Oh, oh, I see. Is, is that the y'all ladies ask me why, uh, right? See. Good okay. morning, Madam Mayor. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. You know, true. Uh, I, 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 Mark, I agree with you. Uh, when I thought things were not going to, this has been one of one of the very interesting weekends. I want to give a special shout out uh, uh, to to uh, to Elizabeth Hobson and to 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 Helen Dale and Grady Dale and uh, mm. to uh, Dana Owens and to. Uh, uh, Jimmy and to uh, I just put it this way you ever had a situation where nothing could get right right and all of a sudden some things started, there you go <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Some people came across and came through <laughs> and uh, but Mark you've always been there so I should I should start there but also I also want you to know that this lady right here uh, she has now she's rebounding she is a positive role model for what it means to make sure that uh, when, when you don't you don't give up you stick in there and you fight it through and now when you look at her uh, she, she looks 20 years younger I, I tell you the truth I was watching her the other day, uh, other week and I said my mm-hmm. goodness my goodness if age means anything it certainly has not done uh, done you no harm good sis I want you to know Thank you. I am so blessed. I really am grateful, blessed, and thank God every day for life and love and and just living because that's what we need to be doing is living and understanding that, you know, he never takes you any place he doesn't want you to go or learn something from. But more importantly, we all have our our time to do what it is he wants us to do. And I believe um, that we do get to do that. And it is not about how you fall. It is always about how you get up. My, my, my. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody wants to know. I guess everybody wants to know. I'm curious. Uh, I happen to know some of the answers already. But, Kathy, exactly how are you and what are you doing these days? I'm doing a lot of things, and I don't need everybody to know what I am doing. Okay. I am, busy. <laughs> I am having a great time. I am enjoying life. Uh, I am focused on our people and um, doing some positive things in that direction. Uh, I'm excited about how, um, you know, I just did a, a an interview at the housing department because, as you know, uh, when I was mayor, we got one of six uh, opportunity grants in the country, uh, which jump-started the um, project over in East Baltimore uh, that will fix up Old Town Mall, uh, all, all of that area over in East Baltimore. If you go over there, you'll see the development wow. over there, which will turn out to be almost a billion-dollar project. We've got wow. African-Americans included working on that project, which really excites me. I had a friend come up from St. Louis who's running for U.S. Senator, um, Carla May, uh, in, in Missouri. And we went by the project and just to see the progress that's taking place. You know, we have a tendency, we have a tendency to want to see things instantly, not knowing that things take time, change takes time. But more importantly, change can take place. And I believe that that project over in East Baltimore will be a a place of hope, healing, and um, allowing people to move forward in their lives. So I'm really excited about what's going on over there. Wow. 
That's all right. Oh, I got to tell you this. Uh, talk about the weekend. Uh, a friend of mine, Peppy, did a um, birthday birthday party for his um, wife, his significant other, at Shake and Bake. And uh, I never. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I never forget um, you all when I shut down Shake and Bake when I was mayor because the leak was the roof was leaking, um, the bowling lanes weren't open. Uh, they hadn't had uh, new skates in, in decades, and wow. um, and uh, we shut it down. Brand new roof. There was no air conditioning. Air conditioning system, heating system, everything's new. Brand new floor, brand new skates, um, and the bowling and veins work. So it was just it was a joy just to be there to you know, see the people there and see how excited folks were to be there. So another little project. And I, wow. that's always been one of my favorite, one of the things that I can take uh, some credit with along Senator Clarence Mitchell the third is that when Shake and Bake through Glenn Dowdy and Lena. Glenn, you know he came back too. I mean, he, he literally was in tears and, and called your name, actually, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he literally was in tears my my. He said, uh, because he said he had been here like seven or eight years ago, and he was so hurt by what he happened to it. But to see the rebirth uh, just wow. brought tears to his eyes. Yeah. Well, no doubt about you were certainly uh, was able to assist in, in that uh, rebirth. And uh, mm-hmm. now uh, I was trying my doggonest to uh, get this. A guy by the name of Cleve Brister. Oh, yeah. Uh, who yeah. Uh, was one of the folks down there that helped uh, Shake and Big get off on to, to oh, start and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just bothers me that about two years ago, there was this event that we had at Franklin Square, and Cleve Briss mm-hmm. has been helped from the Ruth Kirk family for years. Uh, mm-hmm. And we said we were going to get that street uh, adjacent mm-hmm. to it named after him. And mm-hmm. the councilman down there never did follow through on it. And that just, uh, the, and, and the reason I bring that up is yes, uh, this past weekend, one of the good things that did happen this past weekend was I was mm-hmm. able to go to the uh, naming of the Rob Street after Miss uh, Maybell. And uh, you talking about yeah, yeah, oh, I it. it was it was uh, Man. it was so yeah. honorable. She, the the community came out. And mind you, this is at from ten in the morning, and you would have thought we were doing. It was like packed, as she said it was going to be. And the community was out, and she even had one of the. Oh, I wish I could remember. I want please, like, don't mess it up. Crosswinds. As a, I believe it's a group called, and uh, they they came to perform at ten o'clock in the morning. And I, wow! I, I, I wow! Had to wow! And and in her mm-hmm. honor, but uh, that's a wonderful thing to do, and she deserved it. She looked good for her, her two her two uh, oldest boys, and of course uh, uh, the young one, and uh, they were there, and then family members even came from all over of the South came up just to be a part of that. So I just want to give a special shout out to her and what an honor uh, Jay Wendell Gordon and myself among the six of us who were asked to speak. But uh, oh, I didn't want to pass that moment up without giving her her props. What an honor. Well-deserved, Miss Maybell. Well-deserved. Yeah. Now, now talk about well, yeah. uh, as, yeah. as, as we look at towards the election this coming May, Madam Mayor, 
What what are the concerns as a Baltimorean citizen would you have it put our attention to? Well, you know, first I want to say that I think we should continue to move forward. And and I, I want to reiterate the fact that we think things happen instantly, and they don't. And that um, uh, we should continue to look forward to the um, – we're building more parks now than we've ever had. Uh, recreation centers are being expanded. I'm, I'm more concerned at the state level as it relates to our school system because we get more funding, as you well know, Larry, the funding is controlled by the state for the school system. The city contributes uh, to the school system, but we get more per pupil than any other jurisdiction in the state. And something yeah. is wrong when we still have children in our system who can't read. We're building new schools, as you well know. Doing it for the last five, six years, building more brand new schools in the city, but buildings uh, aren't aren't just what we need. We need to make sure that our children are learning at the levels uh, that they need to to learn uh, at, and uh, we want our children to be as competitive as any child in any in any part of our country. And if yes, we're ma'am. not making sure that they're not as competitive, then we've got some issues that we need to deal with. And we need to hold folks accountable as it relates to that. And what I'd like to see is our council, people, just like you were talking about not being responsive, responsive I want to see our council people more responsive to the communities. Um, uh, someone texted me this morning and said, did you notice uh, in your, because they saw me walk and running this morning, and they said, "Did you notice that we have more another um, assisted living place in um, in Ashford?" And I've seen four or five group homes assisted living pop up, and I know that there's a policy on the books that says that eight people can live in the same place with no issues or concerns, and I just think that we got to be very conscious of where we place uh, these facilities and that we're not destroying neighborhoods and we're not destroying communities and that we're not changing the fabric of those communities. And I believe that that's a city council person's responsibility to make sure that your community is not being completely turned over uh, without the knowledge of the community. Wow. I mean, it's, it's serious. Um, but before we talk more about the election, I, too, want to pay tribute to two people. Um, one, you know, we memorialized uh, uh, Mr. Hayes' oldest child uh, this weekend who was involved in a hit and run where someone hit him. And 75 yeah. years old, 75 years old, yeah. can you imagine 75 years old and you're healthy and the way you leave this world is somebody hits you, drags you, and you yeah. – but what a great tribute to him this weekend. People turned out in great numbers. And also to Michael, um, Kevin, you know, Kevin at Nancy's, um, his uh, partner of 30 years uh, passed away. And um, uh, there was a great tribute to him also on Saturday. So, yeah. I just wanted to pay um Tribute to those. I'm glad you brought uh, the, the the both both of those uh, situations to our attention by all means, and uh, I, I always uh, uh, Kevin is such a uh, had, had a way about 
pushing that business that nobody else could get away nobody with. Nobody else could. Nobody else could. <laughs> nobody else. Could. Nobody else. Could. And, and the two of them, the two of them were quite a team. They were quite a team, quite and I, a team. Just, I think they're going to, you know, I think they open back up here on October the 10th. So I know it's the business is going to go in, and I hope people will continue to be supportive and and to, to reach out to Kevin and you know just show him love because you know that's that's what keeps us going is the love of for ourselves and the love of others and certainly the love of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, so now, I one of the things I'm trying to figure out is uh, you is it, it the the campaign season? I thought it was going to get started about a month ago, but apparently mm-hmm. people waiting for what? To I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I know COVID certainly has had its impact on how people campaign, uh, and then we know COVID is not over. Uh, you see more people now putting on masks, uh, almost going back to where we were. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I see these newfound bugs that I've never seen before uh, around. And so I think people are really cautious and careful about how they inter- still interact with folks. You know, uh, while we don't have to wear a mask at church, we still sit our distance in church. So I, I think it's going to have some impact, but but you would expect that your council people, you know, because the one thing that uh, I think you've got prided yourself on as a legislator, and certainly I prided myself on as a legislator, a council person, and a mayor, is constant communication. Yeah, cause we, we, we don't want to see you just, you know, we haven't seen you in four years, we haven't heard from you in four years, and all of a sudden you're going to pop up in the neighborhoods in our communities. Uh, it's just right. not good enough. It's just not right. good enough. Just not good enough. It's just, not good enough. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. My question for everybody is, what have you done? What can you point to that has brought some change in our communities and neighborhoods? You know, over the last four years, um, because talk is cheap. You know, we, we, you know, we all can have a conversation, and that's always my conversation when somebody says, "Well, this is not happening." And I said, "Well, let me tell you about this that is happening." And if something is not to your pleasure, what are you doing to bring things to change? Because there's no one person change. This is a collective. This is called collective behavior. How do you interact with your communities on a regular basis? You know, so wow. that people know that you're real. You know, wow. Not just, don't come to me talking about what you're going to do uh, and why you want to get elected. Tell me what you've done and why we should elect you. Wow. That's right. Thank you. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Seriously. You know, because you see, I was, I was um, when I was running this morning, somebody blew the horn and told me, she said she, said she was running for office. Uh, I think one uh, said that uh, if I don't win, then I'm not I'm leaving the city. And I and I said to her, that's not that's not what we do. And everything does not always go our way, and if it doesn't go your way, that doesn't mean that you should interact. You know, that you should leave the city or that you should give up. Right. The city gets better when we all get better. Wow. There you go. Wow, I like that. Right. I mean, what are you doing? What do you want to do? I have a um, a lady who's um, who does my hair, 
And one of the things that she wants, uh, because she has a child with disability, and she wants the city to build a park for the disabled community. And, you know, that means, you know, different kinds of um, apparatus uh, for them to put on. And um, so we've had a conversation with the head of Parks and Recreation who came here from, I believe it was Alabama, and had actually done something very similar to that and is moving in that direction. But, I mean, you can't expect people to know everything that you want done if you've not expressed it, if you've not said it. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. When you when you speak in terms of the uh, education of, uh, discussion that you were bringing up, Madam Mayor, what we've been saying this for years, but what point is something going to start from talk to action being taken? How, how about how about accountability? I mean, at what point do you measure do you measure the leadership's success? I mean, how long are you allowed to be in place? And and we don't you don't have a report card. Where's your report card? Hello. Yeah. Um, but it's so you know they say sometimes uh, the things that we used to do are also the things that we should do. Yeah, you know, we used to have truant officers, but yeah. we don't have them anymore. We don't have somebody who puts up the phone every day and says. Well, where is Johnny? He's not in school today. And I know we have a decade of babies raising babies, but still, accountability has to be in place. Yeah. has to be in place. Thank you. I just think it's all of our responsibility to bring the change we want to see. Black colleges and universities should be asking themselves, what are you doing when your college campuses are empty every summer? What are you doing to help us bring about change in our neighborhoods and communities? Put children on your college campus. That's right. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the ones who are going to come anyway. I'm talking about the ones who have no idea of what mm-hmm. it's looking for could be. Can you imagine yeah. if every college campus in this city put 100 children on their campus to show them and give them directions, what that would mean to our community? Wow. Wow. And that's one of my pursuits, by the way. One of your pursuits? Yeah, I want to see it happen. You know, I want us to put young children on our college campuses every year who don't have a clue, you know, who think that becoming 24 is, is old. I want right. those. Exactly. I want, and, and that's real. I want those 14, 15, 16-year-olds who don't have a clue about what it means to go to college. I didn't. Until my cousin came home and told me that I should go to college because my parents promised me a high school diploma, as she did all of us. My parents told, told all seven of their children, and they can be proud today because that's what most of them got, a high school diploma. But if you don't know about it, if you don't have any idea about it, if you don't know how to go about filling out an application or what the opportunities are, then how do you get there? And that's what I mean when I say we got to reach out. If we're really about pulling each other up, then reach out and pull pull some young people up. Thank you. You know, yeah. And we can do these things. This this isn't rocket science. We are one of the things, Madam Mayor, that's been troubling to me. I'm sure to others as well. Is if you notice in some of our cities. 
Target and other downtown stores are being ransacked. I mean, yeah. downtowns around. What is, what's going on? Uptown too. Uh, yeah, uptown too. I mean, the the ransacking uh, of the stealing. Right. I mean, I mean, I I, I hear all kind of opponents um, talking about why these kinds of things happen, and you know, we're not we're not doing things. You know, brick and mortar stores are shutting down, as we yeah. know, because retail is taking a different approach. And I mean, we don't need you to go steal it and then put it online and sell it to us. Come on now, right? And this is and this is not just about the poor either. No, nope. I want people to understand this is not poor people running out just doing this. This is orchestrated behavior that's being orchestrated. At you know, it almost reminds me of looking at uh, mob shows way back when. You know, where mm-hmm. you had to pay a fee in order to be able to survive in your neighborhoods and your communities. This is crazy. Right. It is. It's orchestrated. It's orchestrated behavior that's working for some people. Wow. Mm-hmm. A bad don't last always, that's for sure. That's right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then on top you got, co- you got a collective plate. All right. <laughs> amen amen I hear you. so thank you thank you for bringing all that up one of the things i was noticing uh i, I heard you mark talk about the ravens one and that was wonderful and all that good stuff but i was mm-hmm. noticing at one of the news breaks and they were talking about the situation down in brooklyn again mm-hmm. and they were talking about the uh Young lady who uh, was murdered, uh, right. and, and her, her the murder scene was really half a block from where I live, and wow. I said, "Wow, we," mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, yeah. it was yep. very tragic, very very tragic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, but then here's he, the news was that the information was available for the public to know and was not told. That's right. I said, "What?" That's right. Yeah, yeah. they were aware. The, the, the according to, according to the news folks. Now I'm sure not everything is equal presented, but the according to the news story that I was watching, they said that the the, the information regarding the young man who uh, the, the murderer, yeah, information yeah. was out on him uh, that yeah. Uh, yeah. he should have been confined. Yeah. But you know what, um, yeah, yeah, you know what is so sad is the um, the injustice of the justice system. I mean, how do you? I mean, we think about I think about the high rates of murder, and I'm not talking about in in Baltimore City. I'm talking about in this country that we let people. First of all, we will incarcerate folks for marijuana, all of others, those nonviolent crimes. And they spend 10, 15, 20 years in prison and somebody who murdered somebody, who killed somebody, who shot somebody can come out in seven years. Is something wrong with our system? I know one of the major problems we have in this country is incarceration, period, because we incarcerate more people in the United States than any other place in the world. But, of course, we also have more guns than any other place in the world. I mean, 
there's a correlation there and there's something wrong with that picture. And I think I did an editorial for the Afro once. It's time to make gun laws make sense because the gun laws that we have don't make any sense. You know, uh, that anybody can get one. And in some states, you can actually walk around with them. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, America seems to find a way, always finds a way. Even in some of the things that we consider the most vulgar in our in or worse for us in the world, uh, we find a way to make money off of it. Cigarettes, mm-hmm. cancer, mm-hmm. written on the pack. Mm-hmm. We sell it like it ain't no tomorrow. Uh, we were against um, we were we were we were against uh, gambling, but we legalized it. We were against numbers, we legalized it because we can make money off of it. We were against um, we incarcerated people for. With marijuana, and now we're selling it because we can mm. make money with it. You know, yeah. Yeah, but we, it, it, it's got to be a um, better care, more sensitivity in terms of how we so-called govern our people because we're doing a really poor job of it. Because you know, right. we're just doing a poor right. job of it. Yeah, Larry. Yes. And you can't, and Larry, you can't, you can't blame that on mayors. We can't blame that on. We have to blame it on the United States of America, this government that thinks it's okay for folks to walk around with guns and to kill each other. You know, and I tell folks, black folks aren't running to white communities to to kill, and white folks aren't running into black communities to kill. We're killing each other. Correct. We're going to pause, family. We're going to come right back and have another segment of a conversation with Mayor Kathy Pugh as well as there's some questions some from Carlos and Doc and John and Rob. We can get those questions asked and hopefully answered as well. But we're going to come right back. Give me about 30 seconds, and I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd be this way. On 1010 WOLB in conversation with L.Y. And we're having a conversation with uh, Kathy Pugh, Mayor Kathy Pugh. And uh, just excited about looking forward to an opportunity. Uh, family, I do anticipate that uh, there's to be some movement in a few weeks. And if things go right, I'm going to be asking her to uh, help me out with uh, the podcast. But uh, we're working through it. We're working through it. We uh, tried our best when we were moving a little bit too 
too fast, so we're going to slow it down a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to come back right and strong. But in the meantime, right. let me uh, turn and pick Brother Carlos and see what he has on his mind. Brother Carlos? Good morning. Good morning, uh, my dear brothers and my dear sister, Miss May- Miss Good morning, Ms. Mayor. Hi, Miss Mayor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Catherine. I I appreciate you and your positive your positive outlook on Baltimore. I also appreciate how you uh, when you when you went to the uh, squeegee kid on the corner and mm-hmm. asked him why was he out there and not in school, and mm-hmm. and and I wanted to say that uh, uh, my. Um, Elementary School 103, Henry Holland Garnett, is being made a, uh, a museum, and I, and I appreciate that. Uh, my question to you is that uh, what is your opinion of the uh, interlocking directorates, the nonprofits uh, that has such an influence over Baltimore, and you know what they are? Um, what was your experience with them? And uh, I'll take the answer off air, and God bless you, and thank you. Thank you. Uh, and let me just say the young man uh, that you're talking about graduated from high school. I think it was last year, uh, he, he, which is a blessing. And I, I'm grateful that I was able to intervene uh, on his behalf. Uh, I think that some of the nonprofits have too much influence. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout out to one, and that was the Weinberg Foundation, simply because when I was mayor and I used to have a group of about 50 groups and organizations used to come to um, to City Hall, and I would meet with them because I wanted to find out from the grassroots who were things that they needed. And I ended up getting something like close to a million dollars that I actually distributed to those groups that helped jumpstart some small businesses in the city, including uh, the brother on North Avenue who has the um, manufacturing plant right now. But I do believe that... Um, we have nonprofits who are, are unduly, in my opinion, uh, influencing our school system. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, because we, they don't, we don't get to hold them accountable. Uh, they, they fund what they want to fund, and they influence folks by uh, their ability to fund. And that's why I say even if when people have a tendency to think that, you know, the only way we survive is as a nonprofit is if those organizations are funding us. But this is what I always say to folks who start nonprofit organizations. How are you going to survive? What is your profit um, margin that's going to allow you to survive? For example, if you're running a nonprofit and you're helping um, black men get up on their feet and everything, then why aren't you helping them to start their businesses and so forth? Because then, then you're really helping them. And how do you create those opportunities for them? So I believe that we that the assistance of nonprofits should come from the community. Fund the things that we need funding to get us started to move in the direction that we want the city to go in. Not fund things because you can hand, have your hand on top of them telling them what to do, especially in our school system. Because, in fact, Hello. we need you to pull back some. And um, at the and provide what is needed. If you want to fund us some uh, truant officers to help us to keep our children in school, if you want to fund books and things like that for our young people, that's fine. If you want to jumpstart programs and so forth like that, 
we we are we are grateful for your assistance, but don't influence the leadership to the point that they make decisions based on what you tell them to do, as opposed to what they should be doing on behalf of the people. And that's my view. Very well. Let's uh, turn to Doc. Doc. Good morning, and thank you so very much for taking my call. I really feel that today is a very, very important day in Baltimore City as it relates to the second vote by city council with reference to the police commissioner. And I had this question that I sent out to my 1,000 Facebook friends this morning. And that question is, do past and future Baltimore City police commissioners have selective amnesia? The question is, do past and future Baltimore City Police Department commissioners have selective amnesia. Had they forgotten March 2001, Baltimore City being declared the heroin capital of the United States, June 2006 being having a legal case filed against them for illegal arrest, April 17th, consent degree guilty of three constitutional amendments by the Baltimore City Police, February 18th, Gun Trace Task Force found guilty, July 23rd, potential response in Brooklyn. Uh, They admitted that they failed. And now we find out last week that someone is raped, stabbed, Two people are set on fire, and Baltimore City residents are not told by the police commissioner? There's something wrong with us if we allow this guy to be appointed. I don't care what anyone says. This guy has been in the middle of all of these issues for the past 20, 25 years, and now he acts like he has amnesia as to what's been happening to us? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. That that was the issue that I was referring to last night when the news media uh, brought that very issue that Doc just shared, that they were saying that there was information known to the police that was not shared with the public. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. And um, and it should be shared. And uh, we should have selective amnesia, but at the same time, um, I think that all information should be laid on the table so that, you know, people can make a uh, an informed decision. For sure, for sure. Leo? Is that Leo Burroughs? Yes. Good morning, my friends. How are you? Good morning. A special hello to Leo Burroughs for me. He's Ma- Madam Catherine Pugh, Mayor Catherine Pugh, Leo Burroughs, <laughs> Thank God for your continuing uh, leadership and ministry. You are probably the, one of the best organized people that I know in terms of your not only dedication and commitment, but your service and knowledge of how to get things done and how to hold folks accountable. Certainly, when I think about the Baltimore City Public Schools, I don't know, again, it's my own personal opinion, I don't know where this mayor, this Brandon Scott, stands on public schools in Baltimore City because he never says anything that speaks to accountability. 
So that's another subject. I, I wanted you to give me a call off air, uh, okay. Mayor Pugh, because I, for some reason I mislaid your number, and it is important within the next 24 hours that I speak with you and or meet with you. Uh, the Roots of Scouting organization has has its rights of passage program funded. We were recently awarded a grant for our rights of passage program, and uh, we are thinking about impaneling a board of advisors. We have a board of directors, but a board of advisors, and, and you would be at the top of the list in that regard. I'm going to ask you, Larry and Mark, uh, to do what you've done every year. We're having our annual, and Mayor Pugh, our annual fundraiser among four events at the Tiffany East Caterers on Friday night, November 3rd. It's our annual Crab Feast fundraiser. You guys have been with us before, and we'll have Tell more to me. say about that. Uh, on the, yes, indeed. On the 16th of October, is our general membership, our community meeting here at the Linden Park Apartments in Bolton Hill at 7 o'clock in the evening. We certainly ask you to join with us again, Mayor Pugh and the rest of you, uh, Larry and Mark, here at 7 p.m. on October 16th as well. So I won't hold up the line. I know there are many calling, but I so much value the leadership and dedication of all of you and look forward to making our new year, the best year that this city has had, given the challenges that we face. And God we can bless have. Bless you. Please give me a call. Thank you. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Um, let me just say one thing about Leo Burroughs, because um, he is a man who's been committed for decades to our young people. And, uh, and what I like about Leo Burroughs is that he never bites his tongue. He never bites his tongue. He stands for what he believes. He continues to focus on our young people, our scouts, and we all need to be there in support. I know I will be. So thank you, Leo, and I will give you a call. All right. Thank you. God bless all of you. Bye-bye. Take care, buddy. All righty. Is this Jajima? Hello. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. And good morning, boss lady. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, I, I say that in, in all fun because um, I am one of Mayor, Mayor and Senator Pugh's former um, employees as her uh, aide uh, when she was in the Senate. I had a ball and had oh a lot God. of great like, Right, 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 um, Mayor. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I'm on here, Larry, because um, I have a great guy with me. Um, his name is Chef Anthony Alexander Sr., and I wanted to talk about a, just a smidgen about brothers who can cook. Believe it or not, um, Mayor, this, this is my 13th year. Um, I know. You, you started it. Uh, yes, ma'am. You sure were with me when I started. And then um, mm-hmm. and we are going to be at the uh, Lake on October the 21st. And uh, we are putting Brothers Who Can Cook together with Sisters Who Can Burn. We're doing an initiative around um, breast cancer called the Pink Box Stroll. Mm-hmm. Everything is based on food for So it's food for your body, which is what the chefs will be doing. And we have nine amazing chefs headed by mm-hmm. this year, Chef Anthony Alexander Sr. And then he's going to just, if you 
give me a second and let him tell him a little bit about himself. He's on the line, and I, there's plenty of vegan food, um, um, uh, Miss Mayor, and uh, there's great food for you too, Larry, so that you can eat healthy, but it's tasty, and I'm going to let him speak about it, and it's October 21st at the Uni Blake. So go ahead, um, um, Chef. How you doing, everybody? Yeah, um, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, um, again, I'm Chef Anthony Alexander, Sr. Um, I'm a private chef that's been in this, in this business since 2002. Uh, I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu of Atlanta out in 2012. That's where I became a professional um, private chef. Um, you know, being raised in New York, having aunts and cousins and my mother, grandmother, who was a chef, you know, really got me going in this uh, business of just good food, family, and fun. Um, <clears throat> now, again, things that I've done, you know, ventured in uh, different dining experiences. I also collaborated with big big names in entertainment, um, Jamie Dean, um, which is, you know, as far as y'all know, uh, Jimmy Dean Sausage. So I've dealt with uh, Chef Jamie Dean and also Chef Charles Maddox, who's known as the poor chef. Um, he's Bob Marley's nephew. Um, also, I've done um, meals at, <clears throat> done dinners at the um, the Masters. I uh, had done that for, for about three years. Um, done dinners for Tiger Woods, uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, Condoleezza Rice, and Bo Jackson. You know, other names and things like that. But again, it's all about the food, the good food that people come back to. Now, as far as what Ujima was mentioning with this upcoming event, um, you know, I'm going to work with some Caribbean spice. I'm doing some vet, uh, some veggie vegan meals, uh, you know, little tasters that people can have. You know, but again, for me, it's all about the um, creating meals that create an experience. You know, that's my motto. Um, I love people. I love to see people tap their foot when they're eating my food or rocking back and forth. So tap, tap, your foot, to say, to tap your foot, you <laughs> say. Tap your foot. That's the you first time I've heard that Want to go slap? Want to go slap somebody? You know, okay. that good. You know. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. so y'all need to give us the date again, because uh, I know we've got some other calls. So give us the date again. We look forward to sharing it. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be October twenty-first, from noon to five at the UB Blake, which is at eight forty-seven North Howard Street, and. Quiet as it's kept, you can actually park free across the street at the uh, University of Maryland Hospital on that lot on that Saturday. And it's casual. Um, you don't have to um, dress up. And we got everything from workshops to healing spaces and, most of all, great music and great food. And I hope to see you, um, Mayor, Madam Mayor, come through and as you always did before, and uh, Larry, you too. <laughs> Appreciate you calling in and sharing information about the chef. Thank you much, Dal. Okay, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. All righty. Let's go to, uh, quickly, Reverend Millie Ray. Yes, good morning, my senator. Miss you in church yesterday. I've, I've seen Kwaisi and the mayor. I want to first of all thank you. I don't know where you were. I was there. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't get to you because, oh, you know, they had a big crowd. I understand. But I was, at, I was happy to get to the mayor. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, I just want you to know that I appreciate your support for my 50th anniversary in the ministry, and I want to extend a personal invitation to our mayor, Mayor Catherine Pugh. Uh, sorry you had Reginald Memorial Service. Couldn't get to you because I was going to visit 
family. But uh, glad to have you back, sweetheart, and I'm glad to hear you still strong. I, I consider you uh, can Phoenix rise from the ashes. You are, you are Jesus Christ's resurrection for our city. And I thank, thank God for your presence. Thank, thank God you. for your presence. And I thank you for your, your undying commitment for you, because, you know, just in case those who want to know, the, the senator can tell you I'm live and well, and I'm re-resurrecting, reinventing myself by recommitting uh, my next 50 years to the younger people. And we are doing a Stop the Violence Operation Positive Role Model Talent Show. Our next Baltimore Got Talent Showcase will be at our one and only oldest black historical uh, 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 theater and studio, the Arena Playhouse. Uh, is, is Baltimore Got Talent? Is America Got Talent? Baltimore Have Talent. And we're going to kick it off on November the 4th at the Arena Playhouse. You'll be hearing more about it from me and Larry, as well as Michael Johnson. But I want to extend a heartfelt. I just want everybody to know that I'm in resurrection. I'm at the election market twice a week, registering kids for the Stop the Violence Operation Positive Role Model Talent Show. And I, I thank God for WOLD for how you bring out the uh, truth about the 50 year of hip hop and how we have to challenge our young artists to give back and to reduce and, and alleviate some of the negative gangster uh, lyrics right. that they're putting in the hoop. So we are we are promoting positive role model talent search. Anybody get positive rappers? We want to promote positive our artists to be our next role models. So we're doing Thank it you. at the Rena Playhouse. So okay. and again, fourteenth, uh, fourteenth October. Thank you. Let me get to Barbara quickly. Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Hi y'all. Hi, uh, Catherine Pugh. Thank Good you. Good morning. Um, this is Barbara from Northeast Baltimore. And I'm all things kids. And I've called into Larry's show a, a few times years, uh, a few years ago. But anyway, I just want to concur with everything you have said. As long as I have limbs and a breath in me and God has mm-hmm. gave me air and space to occupy this world, I will always be an um, advocate for my youth. I, I did a licensed daycare for over 16 years, and now I'm active, I'm active in uh, my church's uh, youth you know, ministry. I have great grands. I have grands. I um, also take kids uh, to practices because a lot of times parents don't get off in time uh, to do any after-school activities with kids. And I believe that kids should be busy and occupied and should have, you know, structured activities to look, you know, to be in because that helps them in the long run. I I do good with five and under, and then now they done threw the teenagers on me at my church. And I'm doing good. (laughs) Them, <laughs> because with them, it's not quoting scriptures. You have to uh, apply the. You have to apply the spiritual with their everyday life. That's the only way that they can see it. So mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the journey, and I'm, right. I don't have a famous name, but um, just in my little corner, I have people that do call me for okay. certain things. <laughs> I have so. I think that's what God uh, is intending for me to do. Thank you. And so I much. That, you know, can you imagine if everybody was doing something in their own little corner? What our city would look like? And that's what I used to enjoy uh, uh, when the over 50 groups and organizations used to come to City Hall, the grassroots folks, and just talk about the things that they wanted to do and what they needed to get to get it done, and each one helping one. 
if we would all just reach up and help each other and rec- you know, instead of complaining about what you don't see, complaining about what's not being done, ask yourself, what are you doing? Just like you're doing, you know, if you, if you're not, if you're doing it in your community, if you're doing it in your church, if you're doing it in your neighborhood, uh, if you're helping somebody across the street, it all will make a difference, but it's how we reach out and pull up. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing. As you said, Mark, about uh, half an hour ago, Pass the plate. <laughs> <laughs> like, could, I, could I give her some flowers real quick? You know, I like to give quick, people their yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah, we got three minutes. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Okay, because when 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 when, when Miss Mayor Pugh was mayor, not only um, did she she meet with the grassroots, I was in there with her, shook her hand. Um, she 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 sent. I did commissioners uh, that that had the the the, the police on the street doing community police, and she made sure that uh, uh, DeSouza and Tuggle, and not only that, um, she she had free my alma mater, CCB, uh, graduated in 89. She had that free for the students. I wonder, is that still going on? And the Office of African American Male Engagement, uh, oh, Captain, uh, Captain Andre, uh, I mean, Dr. Andre, uh, Bundy and Captain Andrew Muhammad, thank you, because they're still, that's where uh, We Are Us came from. We're going to be meeting 940 um, Madison Avenue tonight, 6 p.m., right across from the State Center, and engaging the uh, McCullough Homes community. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Mayor. You're quite welcome. I I just want you to know that uh, it's a, what a joy it was to have you accept and then to be with us this morning. And uh, I can only share with you that soon and very soon uh, we will be speaking more often. And uh, thank you very much, Kathy Pugh, for being Kathy Pugh. Thank you much. And thank you for being Larry. Thank you for being Larry Young. Thank you for being our senator forever. And thank you for just moving the heart for the people. We love you. Love you right back. That's Kathy Pugh. And families, I stated things moving along, and I'm hoping to have her to be an integral part of the podcast. But I'll say much more about that in the weeks to come. Mark, thank you so very much. And of course, thank you, man. Thank you. We're going to um, get ready. I, I'm uh, still a little stiff, but uh, I'm coming along. But uh, talking good, about a celebration, good. as I said earlier this morning, what a major mm-hmm. celebration it was for us to be out there at Rob Street. And uh, the people were out and uh, brought in one of the big uh, singing groups of the uh, in Baltimore came along to sing a song into her. And in wow. the midst of all of that, while we were paying attention for her street being named, she saw uh-huh. a problem up the street and departed from us to go put out that, try to solve a problem in the midst of her street being named after her. Wow, wow, I, I leaned wow. over to, to Eric and I said, you know, that's just how she is. If she sees yep. something and it's not there yep. and it needs to get solved, she went over there and talked to the right people and started making moves. And I just said, wow. that's why we're here this morning. That's why we were here. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's that's my mom's my mom's um district for uh oh man since the seventies that that was her district she passed away in eighty nine 
I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but I'm glad she'll be up next so I can call and congratulate her. Well, you that's that's all right. I got to make a quick call myself up to New York, but I'll be re- hopefully back in time to, to make some closing statements. But in the meantime, yeah, Sean, as always, good brother. I want to thank you, Kathy Pugh. Thank you, Mark C. Thank you, family. Thank you. God bless. And uh, coming up right in the next uh, two and a half minutes, I, we're going to have the one and only, the living legend herself, and now a street name, Big Bone Letters, Miss Mabel Way. Good morning, family. Peace. Peace.